Warning, this is a spoiler-based podcast. If you have not seen 2006, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, do me a solid favor, pause this, go check it out. It's currently on Amazon Prime right now. I beg of you, come back and join the conversation. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Colt45Podcast. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube. You can follow us on any podcasting app that's out there. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, you name it, we are out there. Today, Colt45 is powered by... It's called C4 Energy Drink. I'm sure it's safe. <laughs> you have diabetes now and as always we're powered by you the listeners the fans without you guys we wouldn't be shit and this week's episode is brought to you by a patreon subscriber and past guest aaron garcia of front row negative thank you sir we appreciate this pick this is marky mark markellis from soul wizard podcast and you are listening to the geek world all-stars podcast network you are now listening to call 45 the only cold movie podcast that puts it on your chest so sit back, relax, pour up, and turn up. Yeah! Welcome, everybody, to a very meta edition of Code 45. I'm your host, Beating Down. Today, I'm joined by, as always, Random Randy Savage. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Patreon pick time, and honestly, I can't lie to you, um, this is one of my favorite movies, possibly of all time. Possibly. As far as horror movies are concerned, it's Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Now, I've seen this movie before, Rando. I don't know about you. What was your first impression with this movie? So when I watched this movie for the first time two days ago, oh. I was I was expecting to shit on this thing so hard. God. Mostly yeah. because I had seen this at the I seen the cover at Hollywood Video when I used to work there, like all the time, and I was just like, this looks like garbage. Because mm. it's just like it's just a guy in a goofy mask and like the back covers are like stills like it was definitely low rent i was like okay yeah this is definitely like something they watched to cover up the sounds of their you know of their fucking so like there was really nothing but like i was interested in watching this movie (laughs) oh man you know what's funny i can't remember how it came across uh with me but i remember it was like 2011 like yeah, twenty yeah, probably twenty ten, twenty eleven um was when I saw this and I was hanging out with my one of my close friends. This is around the time I I, I discovered uh Punisher Warzone too. Mm. Like I feel like it's when the, it was within the same day. I think I saw this and Punisher Warzone, and it was just an amazing movie night. <laughs> but it was more of us kind of taking chances on shit that we weren't sure about because streaming services weren't where they were now. No, they weren't. It blew me away. I was actually blown away by it because we just were not expecting like to. First of all, we were laughing our asses off, and then other shit happened. So let's let's get into it. Let's just quit dicking around, huh? shall we? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Yes. So guys, we get the classic um, horror trope right out the beginning. We have a, a lady who's a uh, Kelly, this extremely tall blonde, mm-hmm. extremely like tall a gazelle, <laughs> fucking giraffe. This extremely tall blonde taking out the trash, and we're getting the whole suspense. You know, you know the trope. She's out there by herself. We get a glimpse of the killer. She puts the trash in, and like the door closes, she freaks out, and she runs away. Right? That's all we get. Yeah. And then we cut into like a really like um, standard definition style documentary student film talking about uh, the, the the world that we live in. You know, the uh, I think it was called Glen Cove or something. Yes. Which is the name oh, of the Glen production. Echo. Glen, Glen, Glen Echo, right? Which is the name of the production company, which I thought was beautiful. I immediately remember getting hype after of this because this is a world that is much like ours, but Jason, Freddy, Michael, you know, the big three, they're all real and they all exist in the same plane. It's Your the thoughts? darkest timeline. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. 
I'm telling you now in the year 2020, it is not the darkest timeline. It's not the darkest timeline. Yeah. It's I, not. I'll trade. I'll trade. <laughs> I you. would happily. <laughs> I will happily trade you right now. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but no, dude, like, so when you found out that that this is the setting, what was the first shit going through your mind? I was thinking back to Hack and Slash. I was like, oh, cool. It's one of those movies where it's like we're setting up a thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm intrigued. Go on. Right. It, it sounds still like a student film premise, but okay, here I go. Hey, you can go to hell. I love those type of premises. So we have our college students, uh, Taylor, who is our main character, the one that's, uh, you know, basically the uh, the face of the documentary and we have our two cameramen doug and todd who are hilarious and mostly off camera uh you can tell who's holding what camera for the most part because doug usually works in dutch angles mm-hmm. so we have these guys uh, going around and um you know i was pretty hype about the fact that these guys just exist in this plane and you started noticing really cool easter eggs how they're actually on elm street they actually went to crystal lake um, they actually went to the street in uh, Halloween. Like they're actually doing these places, and the actual actor Kane Hodder, who was mostly known for the, uh, uh, I feel like from part four to part ten, I feel like he was uh, Jason. So we have Kane Hodder, the actual actor for Jason, in this movie, with a weird cameo being Freddy Krueger's next door neighbor, who like just shuts him out and closes the door. That was awesome. And so- Kane is just such an imposing figure. It looks like he was fresh from a murder anyway. At all times. That's what I thought. I was like, okay, so everyone's a psychopath in this universe. Is that what, is that what they're telling us? <laughs> he just can't even take out the trash without looking like he murdered someone. He's just he's an, he's, a, he's an imposing figure. And most people, is my it might be because most of our friends who are like you know who are in this kind of type of gig, and they're big horror fans. Every time I see any of my friends taking a picture with Kane, he's choking them hmm. every time, and I'm just like, nope, not me. Maybe that's just his thing. I know this was harder. <laughs> Hurricane. I just like to choke people. <laughs> yeah. Spit on my face. <laughs> so we learned that they're gonna be filming another guy who has like a whole new backstory. Uh this guy named Leslie Vernon, right? He was a kid who was basically lynched by a bunch of people in his neighborhood. They threw they tied him up and threw him down a fucking uh, waterfall where he uh basically died because he did some heinous crimes, right? Right, right. And uh we're, we're learning about his backstories and stuff, and we're just trying to like we're gonna like meet him and like do this documentary on this guy who's trying to emerge to be the newest killer in the fold of like the big three right right so your thoughts with the hilarious introduction of leslie vernon what were were your thoughts on this i'm with them right we're experiencing the movie with them as they walk up to this random farmhouse and it's not it's you know it's not nighttime it's not the midday it's still pretty sunny out and like you hear like some like creaking from the side over there the camera whips around it's like what was that and what was this and they're like chasing something down and it's like oh you guys are already setting yourselves up for murder and then here (laughs) pops up this i want to just say like rando like your typical he's more ted bundy than he is mike myers he's like he's just hey ha 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 i got you Uh, you you guys are gay i was just messing it was and, and he's almost dangerously charming yeah like yeah he's, he's not definitely not affable. Creepy at all no not at all he's he's dude he's <laughs> i guess affable is the, be- the best thing i could think of because yeah. when you see him you're kind of like wait what because first of all he's supposed to be dead he came back from the dead so we don't know what's going on and like he's 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 pretty young he's like in his like probably late 20s early 30s right he looks like a a calm down not cocaine and fueled uh mark mcgrath 
right? And, and, and it's at its peak because he still has the flavor saver too. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, he seems like a nice guy. It's so weird. And then, like, immediately, like, because uh, he introduces us to like his two pet turtles, which is another funny Easter egg because the turtles' names are what? Oh, Church and Zoe. Yep, named after both pets from Pet Cemetery One and Two. And I love how he was like, "Oh, these guys are sweethearts," except for this one. He points to Church. He's like, "This one, you put your finger near it, it will bite it off." I was like, yeah, because Church was a fucking asshole in that movie. If you were possessed by a demon, I'm sure you would be an asshole too. <laughs> Maybe. So we uh, <laughs> so we see that he's like extremely well read because he has his own little library in his house and it's a ton of books. And I love how she's like, most of these seem like textbooks. And he's like, you think I read Grey's, Grey's Anatomy just for kicks? I was just like, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> and um, he's also like, well, there's also like magic trick books in here too. Like, you know, like how to you know, escape artist books and all this other stuff. And he's asking um, if anybody has a deck of cards so he could do a trick. And like, I love how Doug's like, why would I have a deck of cards? It's like, I'm not doing this with you. What are you doing? It's like, yeah, yeah. Who has it? Hey, you, you have a deck of cards, right? It's like, no, man. Wait, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah, In his front pocket, he planted cards on him. He didn't even feel it or know it. And everybody, Todd is like, oh, fucking sweet. (laughs) Fucking sweet. Uh, so we know that he's dangerous like the danger's there like the danger's yeah. there but he's just like he's just so like it's just fun for him because he, he's still like a fledgling you know serial slasher like he hasn't like he knows some stuff it seems like he may have done a dry run or two possibly only because of his knowledge but at the same time you can tell he's still kind of like you know kind of new he's a newbie so during the interview um you know we found out that uh taylor kind of acts you know uh Leslie, why? Why does he do the things that he does? And he was more kind of like frustrated. He's like, I can't explain why in a day. Like you could see that he like believes in whatever he's doing, right? And he's like, I can right. more like I rather just show you how. So in his head, this is like one of those you know magicians exposed kind of <laughs> kind of TV shows, right? It really is. It's like I'm gonna look into the my mind as I figure these out, and like we're gonna go on the journey together. And I was like, okay, just sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Right? It does. <laughs> it does at first but he's like you know i'll just have like i'd rather show y'all the how and i feel like as time passes, you will understand the why eventually and um he takes him to the, his his og home where the legend begins of leslie uh vernon i'm trying so hard not to say leslie thurman leslie thurman because <laughs> he's his name is too close and it, but uh <laughs> shout out to leslie thurman um so we go we go to his original home where he was killed and shit right and I love how um, he throws out, you know, certain tidbits and steps and stuff where he's like, step one, we need an anchor for the legend. And I was mm-hmm. like, it's true. Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, Haddingsfield. Uh, Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. It's, it's legit. Like, that's a legit thing. And um, I love how he, uh, <laughs> he takes Taylor because um, it's an apple orchard. Mm-hmm. It's an old abandoned apple orchard. And um, he's telling Taylor, like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> it said on a full harvest moon, if you till the soil, it'll come up wet with blood. If you listen close enough, you can hear my mother hanging in the trees. I'm just kidding. It's not today. <laughs> that was a month ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's coming in a month. It's, it's in a month. It's, it's, yeah, we got we got plenty of time. Like, what are you doing? And um, I, I I really enjoyed the cardio gag. Yeah, you have no idea how much cardio I do. When you like to make it look like you're chasing them, when you're actually just walking, it's it's incredible. He's like, these guys are running their asses off. He he seemed like frustrated. Like, it's not fair. <laughs> He was so, oh man, just seeing him working on that punching bag and just trying to get his shit together was hilarious. 
So we're seeing him doing step two now where he look. <laughs> I love how he phrases it. Locating a target group. Yeah. You mean victims? <laughs> He's like potato, potato. Like, let's, just, <laughs> let's get into it. And I love how he explains the sweet science. And like, honestly, I enjoy this, especially like uh, having this not too far from our Cabin in the Woods episode. Because mm-hmm. I feel like these go hand in hand. Um, oh, yeah. As far as like just like uh, the meta narrative and like building a story around a meta narrative only because of like, you know, slashers weren't doing too good around these times. And I feel like because of the two movies, we, we you know, the affirmation movies, um, so certain slashers have gotten better because they started to try to reinvent the wheel and do things differently. Like the only other good meta horror movie that came out around this time, but that was b- before Cabin of Woods and um, uh, Behind the Mask would be Scream, mm-hmm. Scream Part yeah. One, because they're like the first one, you know. And, and, but it, it came from a heavy hitter. It came from Wes Craven, which is like even crazier because you think he would just he could just phone it in and just do whatever the fuck he wants. Like Elizabeth was saying, like you got to have a supporting cast of like. A mixture of both, column A, column B, jocks and nerds. You need both. Because can you, you explain how like the nerds are basically there to pad his numbers? Yep. It's <laughs> like Jesus. So we get the final girl explanation, or the survivor girl in this movie, and we see how uh, we see this chick. He's like, clearly she's a virgin. So like, how do you know? He's like, I don't know. Like, how did the swallows know to go to Capuchano? I, I just know. And you see the connection. You actually see it happen. That he has like a weird magnetic attraction you know the fight the, the survivor girls in like any situation like like they kind of had a weird glance at each other he's like did you feel that did y'all see that it just happened she looked at me she looked right at us i like how uh, taylor was kind of like hey well you know is, is she is she the target he's like no he's like no behind schedule i mean if i didn't have a girl already picked out i love how doug was like oh so it's like having a uh <laughs> a pie already in the oven <laughs> It was a good analogy, man, but they shit it all over him for that. Yeah. Oh man. So uh we we see Kelly Curtis, right? They 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 drive they drive and they spot Kelly Curtis in the distance. He's like, This is my uh target. Mm-hmm. And of course, of course they ask if she if they could talk to her. And he's like, Of course she's off limits. Yeah. And we know what that means. That we're, we're this is gonna they're gonna cross those limits eventually. Obviously. That's what happens. It's like you don't 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 touch that tree. Don't go into that house. Don't don't do that thing. Oh fuck yeah the, yeah you're right. That's the the OG. Don't touch that tree. Is like the the first ever. <laughs> the, the line first crossing. Ever. The first transgression. Don't touch these delicious, sweet, juicy apples, man. Don't touch those apples. I swear to God, you can have that squash down there, but do not touch this succulent, shiny, delicious red apple. Don't don't you dare. He was the first final girl. <laughs> <laughs> So we learn about um, step three, which is the flyby. And we see how the sausage is made, essentially, of the scene we saw earlier in the movie, right? The first scene. Right. To include the camera crew in it, to make them part of the scene, I was like, are you guys sure you don't want to, like, are you guys not taking a step back and realize you guys are accomplices in this murder that's going to happen? But they're so enthralled in, like, the scaring of it all. They're like, that was actually, oh, that was so much fun. That was incredible. I was like, I know, right? It was so much fun. She looked right at me. Like, there was the end. I was like, wait, who's that guy over there? Ah, I don't care. And it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. What the fuck is that? And they, and they just go. It, it just bounce. And um, it, it, it's interesting because it's hard. It's hard not to see how they could, like, almost be on his side because they're not thinking about the real end result because of how he's acting. Right. Wait, the way he's talking about it, it's like it's like he's doing a magic trick. It's like we're hanging out with a magician, you know? It's, it's really weird, their whole dynamic. 
And um, enter uh, extremely hot MILF wife, Jamie, who's uh, the wife of Eugene, a retired killer and our boy Leslie's mentor. This is weird. Because, <laughs> well, it's all weird. Because the hot wife's like, oh, yeah, he's um, he's out back in the, his like pod. And uh, in my brain, I was thinking like a shack with like just like like a suntan booth. But no, they literally had to go out to the middle of the woods to a clearing and dig up this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's in a... When she said sensory deprivation chamber, I was like, oh, I'm thinking like a tank in the water. You know, the one that Joe Rogan has or some shit. Or the one that, yeah, that Ben Affleck had in Daredevil. I was like... Yeah, none of those things. He's in a, no. he's in a coffin. And he's in a coffin. And I get it, because, like, you know, um, he's a ghoul. Eugene is essentially a ghoul, but it's like, I just love how Eugene's being played by Scott Wilson. If you've ever seen Walking Dead, it's Herschel. And I'm, I got to meet the guy. He's 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 as, as nice as he is in person as he is on screen. He's just, a, it's hard not to see him as such a nice guy. So you kind of forget, like anyone else coming out of the ground for three days, you'll be terrified of. You're like, oh, it's just Scott. Yep. It's good old Scott Wilson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What the fuck, bro? How are you still alive? I love how he's like, it's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? He's like, no, it's Thursday. He's like, oh, you haven't been there for three days? Like, oh, this guy's a beast. He's like, like fucking, <laughs> what's his face? Uh, Leslie's just hype. He's like, oh, shit, this dude's a butt. Look at him, man. He's a monster. My brain was like, um, pretty sure you'd run out of air before, before three days. Like, what? Well, well no, because this all, all, all this does, all this does is um, kind of like plug in the Mike Myers hole you know like like how the fuck is this dude so lit like i swore he was dead i was he looked like he was dead right there or well, how did he, yeah like all, all that was, was like this is why that happens because we do like extreme body control like the whole point of going into these uh chambers or going on the ground is to like control your body functions to where you won't have the shit piss or do anything to do the creepy shit that you do oh it's all connected yeah so like it's just the reasoning behind that like that's why he does this insane shit this uh david blaine oh no no david blaine it's probably killing somebody as we speak <laughs> that would be a horrible cover for him for serial killers like <laughs> you guys want to see a magic trick stab stab stab, stab, stab murder stab. murder death and it's like oh it's all part of the act but I'm you gonna chop her in half <laughs> that'd be fucking horrific man i think i feel like a movie has done that how really i feel what? like that's happened i feel like to some degree that's happened. anyway moving on okay. so eugene and jamie are basically like his de facto parents Right mm-hmm. for uh, for Leslie, I love how Eugene uh, <laughs> gave Eugene a knife, and he's preparing some uh, some carrots and shit. And he's like talking about the old days, about like how he used to sh- how she used to go back with him. And he says more of quantity versus quality. You know, right, you get in, you do what you got to do, you get out, and fair. That's that's kind of how the movies were back then. Very simple. But he started getting mad, talking about the one hit wonders of the people who fuck it up by getting captured and just ruining the whole mystique of the things. And I didn't know that he had uh, the speed force in him. I thought he was just really good at it. He's like he was a professional chef at one time. Man, he chopped the fuck out them fucking. Th- it, it, he turned it into dust. If it looked like it, it, was, it was, like yeah, it was puree. It was just, <laughs> it was just liquefied. That's like, all you heard. It was but like, then I noticed in the background that Leslie, he he's got a he completely cracked. Like he's he's laughing. Yeah, it's funny. I think in the background, well, Taylor's got this shocked look on her face, but no, Leslie's just giggling. Yeah, because she was hard. Oh, because of course he had to punctuate it with stabbing the cutting board, of course. Yeah. 
and like she's horrified for a quick second. Like you know, when, when they're out there, like you know, out in, in the in the um, in the little bonfire area, chilling and shit. Uh, Eugene's speaking very highly of the big three. We already know who the fuck they are, and he's trying to explain how like it's more not not the business of killing, but the business of fear, and how they really just take um, how they because they're all sick in the head. Let's 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 <laughs> let's get past that. But they're more so proud of the fact that they are willingly taking the helm of being evil to counterbalance people who willingly want to be altruistic and good. I mean, I guess. I mean, they're evil. They're evil and like they're making things work for them. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, I guess all bad guys just don't have, you know, lava layers with henchmen and shit. Like they just, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's like no one is just born evil, but some people have to choose it to like. I feel like you just have to. Good in the world. I, I, I just feel like you kind of have to like just meet them halfway on those points. If you're not on that shit, you're not gonna really just agree with yeah. it. You know what I mean? So, I, like, this is where you have to have suspension of disbelief in my head. But um, I love how. Uh, now, did you watch this twice? No, I only watched it the one time. Okay, so peep peep this because okay. I, I think it's genius. But notice, guys, people who haven't seen this, just notice. Eugene brings up red herring. Leslie brings up Kelly. So Taylor asks, what is a red herring? And Eugene doesn't really answer that question accurately. Mm. Hmm. He just said, it's a preliminary strike. That's all he said. I was like, that's not, that's not what that is. And it didn't, it didn't dawn on me. (laughs) (laughs) It went over my head that first watch. I was like, son of a bitch. So we're going to get the, we're going to get the part where he plants the seeds in the story to connect him and his final girl. Right. Yeah. So he fabricates what? Like the whole story of how her great uncle had raped his grandmother and then like that was the kid that was or raped his mother and that was what created him and then he was thrown off the waterfall and then that's the like like the whole backstory is bullshit and it's like wait you made all this up like yeah I photoshopped her face to look like a guy and that's her right there and I, I I'm putting it on this like news clipping that I'm just going to leave here. But I also swatched out the microfiche. Yeah. That it, on, so that way it'll show the, my article rather than the actual, the no article. So when the librarian tells her about the story and moves her over to the microfiche and then they'll talk about my legend. And it's like, wait, so wait, what? It's Bro. all made up. Uh, but I love how he's like, uh, oh no, the, the, the story isn't like the, the, the legend of Leslie isn't made up, but his connection to her completely fabricated. And I love how he's like, if everything goes right, but usually it doesn't. <laughs> Just to kind of, because he's. I like how they keep reiterating how like everything lining up is such a long shot. Yeah. But he knows it's gonna line up, and then he he literally telegraphs how because he's 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 like a uh, like the well versed movie goer, you know, almost the way he's like laying everything out. And um, I love how they, they sneak into the to the library, right? Because they're like you know peeking on the whole process actually happening now, and um. You know, Leslie lays out what's about to happen. And I, I enjoyed this little stupid gag where he was sitting behind some books and uh, he's like getting kind of hype. He's like, it's about to get wet in here. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> then he looks, he's like, Paradise Lost, found it. And he took the book. <laughs> that was, Such a dork in these like first couple minutes. Like it's, first- it's, a, it's a dorky gag. But what's so funny is like that Um, they actually... Uh, somebody said that at the rap party oh and this was the last shot that was filmed and he was like i'm using that i like that he thought it was a fun- he thought it was funny enough that he put it in the movie so dumb. yeah <laughs> but 
just it, it, it cracked me up. Also, Todd is a pervert. Mm. Pervert. Because uh, he's like really zoomed in on how hot Kelly is. And he's just like, he's just over the top on, on her. Yeah. Like, maybe we want to see her face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's zooming in on the boobs. And man, she's almost like a gazelle. She's so, oh, she, she just glides across the floor. <laughs> Fucking bastard. Look at her. <laughs> Jesus, Todd. So shout out to Zelda Rosenstein, the Rosenstein, R.I.P. If you ever seen the Poltergeist, and you remember an old cute lady with a baby voice, tis her. And man, oh man, does she fucking bring it. Oh yeah. Like my my question was, is she on the take? Because I feel like this is laying it on thick. Like she knew the whole story and practiced it at home. Yeah, dude, because it was like she was like, oh, don't worry about that story, dear. And then she fucking lays it out. But uh, she's just nailing that shit. And it's like, the turtles picked his bones clean. And it was like, Jesus. Also, the part where uh, she's like, well, did they find a body? Why do that cold bodies don't come back up? It's like, do you realize, Zelda, how scary you sound? Yeah. Stop it. You're not. There's, even if like Leslie never showed up at that moment, I would not get I, any sleep. Who would like try to sleep after that? <laughs> Jesus. Are you okay, dearie? No! <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Like, I'm not. And, of course, we have a uh, surprise death of the librarian. But it's, it's honestly, I, don't, I feel like it was it was cut bad where you couldn't really see her die. But I feel like it was just out of respect to Zelda just fucking rocking the shit out of that role. Yeah, I barely saw it. I didn't like, what the fuck? She just drops. But it's it's a wild Robert England. Oh! comes out of nowhere and he starts shooting at Leslie and almost blew uh, Kelly's brains out. <laughs> he was shooting a little too close. <laughs> oh, fuck. But it's, uh, it's it's Robert England playing Doc Hollering, which I laugh so fucking hard. That is a nice mwah, shout out to uh, our boy Cat, uh, Scatman Crothers in The Shining. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it's, it's cute. I think it's cute. Okay. So we find out Leslie is hype at the whole situation because he planted his seeds and he has an Ahab. Oh, we got an Ahab! What what the fuck's an Ahab? Right. And you know, he he lays out what an Ahab is, which basically, you know, Dr. Loomis for the most part. If you ever seen Halloween, like just, you know, just the guy that shows up to help but he gets fucked up, but then he like, you know, says something really cool just, at the end. Just like Doc in the Shining. I'm here to help stab. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So I, th- I thought it was just hilarious. I thought it was just hilarious. So like, like uh, you know, they they go back to report back to his, you know, his de facto parents, and they're all excited for him too. So the trio, like a dumbass, want to go see Kelly very quickly. I mean, I, I was like, this this happened. I was shocked at how soon it happened. I was like, what are y'all doing? They get into the diner to f- talk to and shit, but that boy Doc Hollering just barrels down on him. What are you doing here? I'm just like, oh fuck. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you following that young girl? Just all up in his face, and he drops a bomb on them. He's like, his name, you think his name is Leslie uh, Vernon? I'm so, I'm, I'm so struggling, guys. Not to say Leslie Thurman. <laughs> this this is dedicated to Aaron Garcia, and I'm giving the wrong Patreon subscriber a shout out. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. But he's like, you think his name is Leslie Vernon? You falling for that? His real name is Leslie Mancuso, and he's from Reno. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, it's a twist. There's a twist. And like they're all freaking out. He's like, I think, that, I think, because uh, Kelly shows up. Like, what's going on? He's like, I think they want to speak to you. He's like, no, we got, we gotta go. So we, well, why are you filming then? Right. And he looks dead. Like, You'll see more of me later. And he just looks into the camera. And I'm like, was that Robert England talking to me? Is Freddie? Because I'm scared. I'm just scared. Also, kudos to this movie for having both Robert England and Kane Hodder in this fucking flick, dude. Like that, and Zelda. That's legit. 
yeah, I'm sure they just made a big call to anyone who was in, ever in a horror movie and like, we want everyone in as much as we can. So I love how, God damn it, Leslie's so on point because as they go outside, Leslie's by the van. Like, I know y'all did not just do what the fuck I just told y'all not to do. I actually like that line where he's like, let's just pretend we already had the conversation of when I told you not to do things and we'll just skip it, right? <laughs> <laughs> he'll just skip it. He's so perturbed. He was like, <laughs> it's like, listen, I know that you said not to me. Sir. See, that's your part. Now here's mine. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, ooh. I mean, t- we wait. I'm talking as soon as they left the diner, he's outside, dude. They're fucked. And like Taylor, you know, tries to get a little bit of backbone and try to snap back at him. And she brings up Reno and he brings up a choke slam against the goddamn van. And this movie changed tones real quick, fast. It's interesting. Because, like, the psychology of what he did at that moment, Randy, like, what did you think about that? Because he, when he grabbed her and slammed her against the fucking van, it's a scary moment. Yeah. And you feel it. Like, you believe this this tense moment. You really believe it. But what he does, which I thought was pretty interesting, he tells her she wins. And then he, like, kind of calms that shit down just a bit. And he's like, I'll tell you everything you know. Would you please get in the van? I mean, it's it's strange. It's It's a weird twist where it's like, but then, now that I know the ending, this is the, it's literally the hubris. <laughs> I feel like this, this was like legitimate psychology at, at work right here. Mm. And it's very interesting. Cause I was just like, man, because like, that should have been, the, been the, the moment to bow out. Yeah. This isn't the first time where he actually told him, like, hey, we're about to hit the point of re- no return. If y'all want, y'all can pack up your shit and bounce right now. This is before they killed uh, the librarian. So they're, they're definitely accomplices now. And like this is their transgression to call back from a uh, cabin on the woods. Yeah, like he this gave is them the point where they could have just called the cops. And like you know, the librarian's dead, right? All right. So we find out that uh, the real story that that uh, Doc Holleran was a shrink, and um, he's uh, he did some trickery and kept him ba- kept him at bay with a restraining order uh, to keep his distance so he can like do the shit that he's trying to do. But he gives them another chance to get out of this. He gives them another chance to like just back away. It's like Leslie plays his own harbinger. Yep. And they don't, because because of, of greed, you know they they want this they want this this documentary so bad. It's her hubris, not his. Yeah, and it's like it's really uh, as soon as I saw them set up that shot for her to come back, I was like, <laughs> this is just for you. This is only for you. This is the only reason why we're even doing this shot is just for you mm-hmm. to show that you are making this choice to stay here. Cause I like I like how the, but see but, and Doug and Todd ain't shit. I'm like you know what he fuck this we're out. He's like it's right. up to you. But they 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 want to go through with it. They they want it just as bad as she does. And um we're going through like a little dry run right through the uh right. through the murder house the kill box if you will. And we get more like breakdowns of the tropes right. So we talk about the uh, you know how everybody hides in the closet. This is more of a Halloween reference where it's like uh how come y'all don't kill people when they're in the closet? And how come like, you don't just reach and grab them? It's like code of ethics. <laughs> The closet symbolizes the womb, the mo- the protective space of a person. And it's like, oh, so that means you're pro-life? Dude, I laughed so fucking hard. The look, the look on his face, like, all right, bitch. Okay. All right. <laughs> it was such a, that was a really priceless look on Leslie's face when she did that yeah, shit. Like- so we get the, uh, is this, is this more of a heist trope? This is more of a, uh, a Ocean's Eleven kind of trope right here where uh, we see it happening as he narrates what's going to happen uh, as far as like the murder house is going to be concerned, right? Right. So we get the, uh, we, he's, he's basically showing how he has like, he has the switch to cut off the lights on and on, like on him remotely, which is like, 
Mwah, genius. And he's kind of like doing like a run through of what's going to happen to people who like where they're going to go. Uh, he's going to murder people upstairs and get busy. Um, he's going to leave that up there. He's going to kill, um, you know, the couple. That, well, he's going to kill the guy when the couples go downstairs to kind of check on the fuse and stuff. And he was uh, <laughs> as he was running through the story, we see like gratuitous stunt titties. Yeah, it's so clear as day that these are stunt titties. But like, I like how she's like, um, isn't that a little much? He's like, now who's telling the story? It's <laughs> awful. Come on, this is my movie. That is awful. <laughs> but it was like, oh man, uh, poor, poor stunt titty lady. Because that, that was a job. That was her job. Your job is to have your titties be shown and groped. Yeah. <sighs> that happens. At least she's not a Romanian whore. Nice. So we talk about the power of cock. <laughs> <sighs> I died. I was I was done. <laughs> I was done. <sighs> for me. Why? Why was it? Just cause. Just because. Like it made total sense. But the way he like he just described it was just. She turns from victim to heroine. She's empowering herself with cock. <laughs> Even like sometimes she'll take my manhood and use it against me. She's stealing my cock, and I'm like. It's like, no. and then, and, and that'll be the ultimate. And I'm like, is this, what is this for you? I'm done. <laughs> it's a lot, but you see that he has like Batman level preparation though. Cause as, as we do the run through, we see like, you know, she opens the shed, dead body falls out. She grabs the weapon and that's him talking about, you know, he, she gets a long phallic, you know what I'm talking about. And she, you know, and, and Taylor's being coy. It's funny. And, um, but he shows how he pre-cuts every weapon to where it'll either mm-hmm. break on impact or the head of the the hammer will fall out. Something, nothing is made to like work out well. He's like all the big branches for the uh, you know to escape out the window. I, I cut those away, but I trimmed the weaker branches. And I love how he was like, uh, she's like, what about the lower windows? He's like, you you would think that <laughs> you would think they would just smash them, but no, they always smash the top floor. And I've nailed them all shut. <laughs> he's like, I love how he's like surprised. Like, yeah, you would you would totally think that, but they never did. And um, he he then talks about how like um this little passage through the orchard, he's like if the closet's the womb, what will this be? And she's like the birth canal. He's like exactly, perfect. And like he's literally laying out you know every trope how like uh there there is a rebirth of these uh, mm-hmm. final girls like in these movies. Like he's literally like just being overly fucking meta at this point, just breaking down the uh you know the imagery in most horror movies, which is pretty fucking dope. And uh, I did put in my weird uh. <laughs> My notes. I was like, "So she's born again and ready for revenge." Is this is this where you is this where you come? Yeah, this is where he comes. Because it, it it sounds like that. Because he's like, I'll be like, because so, she's like, like when she, so when she's reborn, what happens? Then I'm the happiest man in the world. It's like, what does that what does that mean? And then we get the cider. <laughs> Go ahead. Then he gets juiced. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of getting juiced, he's at the cider press. Oh. And he's like, I'm pretty sure I don't have to explain the imagery of uh, crushing apples, dude. <laughs> guess not and i like how we don't get a clear oceans 11 vibe trope thing of the final product of what's gonna happen mm-hmm. he's just like yeah somebody's gonna get hurt with this thing and he just spins the press and shows the press works something to think about all right guys and then we cut back to uh because you know it's just almost time it's been a month time of like of them hanging out with leslie you know and um taylor wisely asks eugene you have any advice for people who want to escape you guys? 
I like her. Eugene looks at her. Oh, I like her. She's a firecracker. Mm-hmm. And um, we get probably one of the dopest old man monologues in a horror movie I've ever heard in my entire life. Simple answer. Run like a motherfucker. <laughs> and don't stop until you see the sun come up. I was like, God damn. Like, don't look behind you. Because you ain't going to like what you see. I promise you that. It's like, Jesus, old man. And I was like, exactly. See, slumber party? There was a good plan. You just stopped running. Keep running. Boy, they this is they circled back. <laughs> they circled back. Why would you even like go back? Why would you ever do that? I, I honestly I'm super glad we're doing this movie like in lieu of both Slumber Party Massacres because it's like none of y'all followed any of these rules. <laughs> none no. of y'all. And and the cock imagery is real. Downstairs. Dick yeah. imagery is real because that machete was as dickish as anything can get. <laughs> I don't know about the blowtorch. Is that blowing a load? I don't know. Because it was only in her own head. That's what it was. It's like, oh. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, we find out that Jamie was a former survivor girl. What? Because like during the whole joke, and he's like, I, was like oh, I wasn't fast enough for you, though, was I? She's like, no, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't pass me. Oh. It's so funny how I believe their relationship, though. That's weird. No, I get that. I totally get that. You know, Is it because of Scott he's Wilson? an older... Yeah, it's because he's an older man. He's he's affable like the other guy is, but it's just like he saw strength in her and she saw power in him and that it, you know, w- that w- energy turned yeah, <laughs> that energy turned into passion and like yeah, that's weird. We'll, we'll circle back, guys. So um, Leslie's getting ready. He's uh you know he's facing the mirror, you know clown style like putting the makeup on and shit and staring at himself. He puts the uh. Basically, what the mask looks like on the outside, inside, which I thought was interesting, because there's no, there was no need for it, because his mask covers his entire face. I get the, the black circles around the eyes because of Batman. Yeah, but beyond that, I was like, well, what's the point of covering his mouth? But it's just, it just, he is this thing. Like <laughs> he's, he is like he's about to. He's tra- transforming. Yes, he's becoming this, this entity now. Right. I like how he breaks down his uh, makeup. He's like, well, it's, it's a combination of, uh, and it's, I'm sorry, Leslie's on some Batman shit. Like for he real, is. for real. Like, like he really M is. M versus Batman. There might be an actual fight. <laughs> yeah. If they, oh, if they both have prep time, it'll be yeah. an amazing chess match. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like Batman is gonna win ultimately because of the because he has more martial arts if they ever go hand to hand. But if like but if Leslie peeps that, <laughs> he's maybe he'll just have dead parents clippings. Like <laughs> he'll, he'll try to fuck with his mind. <laughs> why would you? Why would you say that name? Yeah, just Martha posters everywhere. Anyway, moving on. I don't want to talk about that shit. But I like how he talked about how uh, his makeup is a mixture of flame retardants and preparation H to reduce swelling like the like the boxers have. I'm like, dude. I didn't understand the point of the flame retardant. Yeah. Yeah, it seems, seems random, right? Yeah, that was random. Yeah. It was. So, uh... <laughs> so right? Ta- so, Taylor kind of plays her hand a little bit because she's kind of like off to the sides like so like are, like are you in love with her talking about kelly yeah and i was like is that jealousy what is that taylor what are you doing and i love how he's like i love the idea of her and i was like this is interesting oh this is interesting this whole conversation i having is very interesting because you you know and, and he was talking about how he's he's aware of how paradoxical his whole existence is as far as like dealing with the, with the survivor girls weird and uh but it's like but that boils down to like just these movies in general especially with like halloween you know, with yeah. uh, 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 Laurie Schrode and uh, Michael Myers, like, it, like that whole dynamic, especially the fact that she was never supposed to be his sister. Yeah, I thought like that, that made never that made no sense to me at all. Like, well, they had him, you know, because movies back then, like like th- th- there was no reason to have them be on that 
just weird connection level. But like, like they definitely now would have done it if they had the choice. But moving on, moving on. All, yeah. that, all that doesn't matter. So uh, we have like a weird tender moment because he starts crying because he is legitimately just happy that he's about to like come into his own and be who he wants to be. And um, Taylor cares for this guy. And she was going to touch his head, but he's covered in, you know, flame retardant preparation H goop. So she yep. goes, she goes, <laughs> she goes for his hand and they hold hands for a little bit. And it's just, it's just weird. It's a, it's an odd tender moment. And we go immediately into kill time. <laughs> Here it is. Let's do this. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. So like they're going to, you know, they're all following the plan and he gives him another chance to get out of this and they don't. So they're in the little uh, high hidey hole space with him, right? On, at the top floor in the mm-hmm. bedroom where he's going to use his hand scythe, which is part of the whole legend. Cause that's all, that's all this little kid was supposed to have was a hand scythe to work on the field. And he literally is like, all right, we go. Puts on a mask, runs out there and gets to murdering these two teens. Now, Todd, Doug, and Taylor realize, like, wait, we made a huge mistake. <laughs> what did we? What did we sign up for? Did we just sign up to be accessories? Creepy old lady murder, no big deal. Young yeah. teens having having getting their fuck on. Things feel weird, and I love, <laughs> I love how when he gets back in there, honestly, kind of scary. His reaction when he comes back in, he's like, all right, all right, like he's amping himself up, and it's terrifying. Huh, all right, no turning back now. We're in it. Yeah, this shit's really happening. And he sees Taylor, and he's like, "What's that face?" She's like, "What?" That I. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna stand here and let you do this face. <laughs> What's that look? <laughs> he's all right. Everybody out. Out. out, out. Outside. Mm-mm. So he kicks him out. He's like, "Y'all gotta go." He's like, "Cause honestly, let's keep this real. Like, I'm either gonna be dead, in jail, or uh, in hiding." And it's like, "Let's be real. You're not gonna see me ever again." after this so we just might as well just cut our losses now and y'all need to go because y'all i can't have y'all this is my night this is my night so he literally tells them goodbye and i feel like we're all saying goodbye to the leslie that we got to know and love man mm-hmm. this is him like this is the last shred of humanity he has left it's like this is this is the point where i will give you the final out you can leave right now just go <laughs> yep gives them gives them all hugs like daps them up the whole nine taylor tries so hard to just like have him like just like you don't have to do this you don't have to live up to this you don't have to do this you don't have to choose to take up this this story and be this person he's like bitch i made my choice i would be doing this regardless and then he even makes her laugh he's like you chose journalism yeah jesus to the end charming and then he fucks off he puts on his mask and he just fucks off and then taylor is like up in arms but todd is like i'm just gonna take film footage of the house for the credits and then the lights go out and he's like, damn, right on time. And Taylor's like, that's it. This is over. We're done. Documentary's done. And I got, this is where I remember my first viewing of this. I got so hype because there's there's two different types of way this movie is filmed. Mm-hmm. You have, like in the very beginning, horror movie, like, like, like sporadically they did it with a librarian. And then in the very beginning, they did like legit, like uh, soup to nuts, uh, horror movie film, like great angles music the whole night like it's like an actual movie right so when she's like document uh, documentary is over we go into real movie shit and we see doug and todd for the first fucking time and i'm like oh fuck now we have a face so that we feel bad about it later yeah <laughs> so i was like it's going down and she's like fuck this we can't stand here and let <laughs> we can't just sit here and let him do this 
He's like, did, didn't he say that verbatim? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, didn't he say that? Isn't that exactly what he said you were going to say? <laughs> and she's like, we got to save him. And they're like, we agree not to interfere. <laughs> it was typical bastards, typical pieces of shit. And she put, she calls her balls into play. And like, they're like, ah, you brought balls into this. And they're like, mad. Todd had me rolling, bro. Why are you going to talk about my ball bags? Yeah. So they run into the house. And like, of course, the stoners. Honestly, who, boy, these are like, okay. On the stoner curve, you got Marty from uh, Cabin in the Woods, who is like the best stoner you could ever have. He's the S-class, upper echelon, the best stoner you could have. Whoever the fuck these guys are, are on the bottom of the bell curve, bro. Like, they are boo-boo trash, just worthless. Useless. They're they're dead weight. They're literally just corpses. <laughs> they're literally just, just moving corpses. And like, they're like, where's Kelly? Oh, she's upstairs, dude. Get her, man. Bruh. God, I was like, God, you guys suck. I mean, I get the point. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not supposed to give a fuck about any of these kids. Yeah. So they went up to go see Kelly the Virgin. You know, because, uh, oh, it, it's a little cute thing. So, like, you know, uh, he made, he made a comment about, like, how Kelly didn't choose to drink at this party. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. I don't know if you remember. But back at Eugene's crib, when uh, Eugene was offering Taylor a beer, she passed. Yeah, she wanted water. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Go, going back to this. So we roll up on on, on Kelly in, in the room to see if you know, she's doing okay. What's she doing, Randy? Um, trying to find a nice way of putting riding it like a rodeo. But... <laughs> I think that's pretty good. I think that's the easiest. That's, that's the nicest way I can put it. Super accurate too. It's <laughs> right on the nose, actually. But she is getting that dick. Reverse cowgirl isn't really like a go-to version move. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's immediate expert levels. Like yeah, their skills evolve. She's not even looking back or like caring about. She's bending it up. She's just she's just she's just getting that motherfucking shit. So we realize that Kelly is indeed not a virgin, and um. You know, she's like freaks out because she sees them. She's like, "Y'all get the fuck out of here!" And um, I remember seeing this and just being like, "Oh man, w- w- wait, what?" Like, <laughs> I was like, "Wait a and minute!" I was with Todd. It was like, I think Leslie's gonna lose his shit when he finds out. This shit was hilarious, bro. So like, unfortunately, the plan is still going on, guys. Because like, uh, you know, she runs downstairs after them. Like, why the fuck are y'all here? Like, why are y'all following me? All this crazy shit. They're trying not to incriminate themselves because they are accomplices to this fucking yeah. murderer. Well, we were murdering this librarian, and then uh, you <laughs> showed up. So as she tries to explain herself, like the lights go out, and he's like, she's like, oh, we're already too fucking late because Pete is killed, and we know how he died. He was trying to get some dome, and he gets murdered. And uh, the girl who was about to blow Pete runs upstairs because she's the starting gun, as you said. Mm-hmm. And she's like freaking the fuck out. Everybody's freaking the fuck out. And uh, Taylor like finally tries to explain everything. The dumpster, the library, the whole nine. But that boy Leslie's at the goddamn window. And Kelly just faints. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, man, you are not. I was like, oh, we're fucked. <laughs> You're not built for this. Everyone's like, what the, like, especially the three, the, you know, the trio was like, oh, fuck. So, like, they're thinking, okay, well, maybe if we show the dead bodies, we can get out of here. In the back of my head, I'm like, that makes no sense, but I understand this is a story beat. Right. <laughs> I was like, well, I'll be like, no, I'll just be like, they're dead. Trust me. Pete's dead. Trust me. Let's go. You don't even know who I am. Let's get the fuck out of here. But um, they go upstairs to show them, you know, the dead uh, couple that was fucking upstairs. They're not there. Vanished. No such thing. 
And this is when shit gets super real. Because they're, they're trying to talk it out, you know, to try to solve this problem. Because <laughs> they're like, what's going on? Because, oh, the phones are dead, of course. Yeah, it's like, wait, wait, what's going on? Well, I feel like he's adjusting for the variables. What variables? The extra bodies now. The extra people in the house. He's like, did, did Leslie see you at the window? She's like, yeah. He's yep. Like, Fuck. Fuck. Like, Fuck. Todd and Doug were not happy. Shit. Fuck. Fuck. Shit. We're dead. Run. Todd snatches off his hat like an angry coach. <laughs> Fucking. About to throw a chair to the court. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking. Oh, man. And they realize they're part of the goddamn equation. Because they could have ran away, but they didn't. So the stoners, you know, they get what they deserve. They go in, they go in, they're like, cover me, dude. It's like, cover me what? And they just go into this fucking building. They see Leslie there. That's how yeah. whack these guys are. Leslie's just there not moving. And they're like, oh, check out the scarecrow, man. I want to put him in my room, man. No, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. He dies quickly. And I'm like, good. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know there's not enough Asian kids on, on film, but sorry, bro. You, you, you got to go. <laughs> You were playing it too well, bro. Too yeah. well. Yeah, he catches in the back of the neck. And his homie, oh, man. Because uh, he, uh, Leslie mentioned the post hole digger. Mm-hmm. I'm not a farm boy. I ain't know what the hell that was, right? And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, fuck. Pretty cool kill. Yeah. I, I can't lie. He, 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 because, he, like, of course, the trio sees this travesty happening as uh, he jams the post hole digger into this kid's chest, pulls out his heart, and then gently places it in his kid's hand. Yeah. I didn't give a fuck because he was just this kid sucks. <laughs> so everyone huddles the fuck up. <laughs> Honestly, not staying together isn't a bad idea. So they so they huddle up and they're trying to figure out what to do. They're trying to rehash the plan. They're trying to like like remember what Leslie said and trying to figure out how they can like get out of this because like you know of course all the cars have been sabotaged and they yep. think the van isn't sabotaged. I'm sure the van is totally fighting out. Dumbasses. So they run to the van, and guess what? The two nubile teens that were smashing are dead and wrapped up like a giant grotesque pigs in a blanket. Oh. And they try to start the fucking trip. Shout, shout out to Todd, because this was damn near a Chris Farley impression. He was like, God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> it's not going to start. It's not going to start. <laughs> he sounded like Chris Farley, like dead on. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. Uh, so they run back into the house. It, no one is running straight. No one's listening. No. And uh, keep running till the sun comes up. Yeah, he told them. They did he not told do it. Them how to survive? So the the plan is like, okay, we got to protect Kelly. Kelly's like, why? Why protect me? So like, you won't be the final girl. It's like a lot of gags about her not being a virgin and like i like how her friend who's she kind of scoffed she's like fuck you <laughs> you would i'm just like jesus <laughs> oh this is my fault because i'm sexually active <laughs> <laughs> and i noticed that she was too close to the window and i was expecting um you know the, the snatch and grab because yeah. she's yelling she's by a window and she's yelling but um, no, something different happens. Like Leslie fucks with the door. She's like, fuck this. She tries to jump out the window. Everyone realizes the tr- the branch is rigged, but it's too late. And honestly, also, Kelly is like seven foot two. She probably could have just hanged off the ledge of the window and, and just let go. Tell <laughs> the last three feet. It would have been fine. It would have looked like a forbidden dance. It would have been like an easy drop. Yeah, I mean, if... <laughs> 
if Queen and Slim can jump out of a window and survive, I'm pretty sure you could. You could just gracefully fall off. Yeah, just hand her a basketball and she'll just fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look like the door, the Jordan dunk from half court. But uh, yeah, she she uh, puts all her body mass on that fucking tiny ass twig and she goes neck first into the ground. I'm assuming because she's dead and Leslie's standing right by her corpse. And Doug is like, "Oh, the cat's out of bag now." Everyone, we're so out. dead. <laughs> so they're all trying to run for their lives, right? But Todd, Todd makes the sacrificial play. Mm. Respect to Todd, man. Todd, being a true G, just says "fuck it" and just like, "I'm out, guys. Have a nice summer." <laughs> <And he's> like, <laughs> Apparently, that's an inside joke uh, for him and somebody else who like uh, always says that when they say bye. They always say, "Have a nice summer." But uh, he runs for his, he runs. He's like, come and get me, you physical specimen. Just not fair that the big guy has to run. Yeah, I was like, this is not a good fight. You are going to lose. Yeah, he knows it. He knows it. But this is, this was honestly a heartbreaking death for me, man. Because like he gets to the mud. It's There's blood in it somehow. And he, uh, you know, he can't make it. He falls and like Leslie catches him, man. And he like takes off his mask. He's like, look at me, man. It's Todd, man. It's Todd. We were in this. We're in this together, man. Like trying to snap him out of it but not realizing that he already said bye to leslie he's gone this is no longer leslie this is that creepy kid monster guy he's a he's a totally different person now big time and he goes full evil as he like we don't see him on camera but he snaps the shit out of this dude's neck and nothing against todd but todd's a big dude and he didn't have a lot of neck so he had to dig his fingers in there to snap that <laughs> He had to get a good grip of that head to snap his neck. <laughs> Sorry. Back to the barn. The kids have a slow realization. Um, you know, the kids catch on. The two uh, remaining children uh, catch on that something's amiss. Kelly wasn't the final girl. And Taylor realizes it. She's the final girl. She's the version. Yeah. He knew. He knew the whole time. The whole setup. It was all a trick. The red herring was indeed Kelly. Ooh. Kelly was the red herring. Not not the not a killer red herring, guys. A virgin red herring. Double twist. I thought I thought that was genius. I was in it. I'm in it. I'm like, all the way. Oh. I'm all the way in. And they were freaking out. Like I, 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 it, it was kind of funny how um, it just because <laughs> she was <laughs> she just. Like her realizing it, she realized how just fucking dumb she was because she also kind of fell for the guy a little bit. Yeah, he it was, was like charming perfect. the whole way through until he just went completely insane. So like they're trying to hide and like you know they forget about the Ahab showing up and <laughs> Doc Hollering technically almost got Doc Hollering, but luckily it was a shovel. But uh, Robert England catches one right in the dome. <laughs> I was like, oh come on, he didn't have a chance and he's out. And the last two teens get murdered. Like, uh, uh, one of the girls died exactly how she was supposed to die. Like, she gets pulled up with a panty shot, dead. But right. boy, oh boy, that other kid, man, he got fucked up. Fucked him up. More than one of those brutal hangings I've ever seen. Because <laughs> he, like, jumped off with them. Mm-hmm. But only one kid was attached. And he's went, Cuck. Oh. And Leslie goes down for 2.5 seconds. Now, hilarious trope that just never ends. Like with Leslie being down and immobilized, did everyone just stomp him to sleep? No, they try to Ooh. run. They try to run, 
and they tried to dig out like a way, but it was already blocked with dead bodies, as as, as it does. And, our and boys, Taylor even knows, it's like you know, he already thought of this. There's, this is this way is probably blocked already. Yeah, it's too late. He gets up the Undertaker style, <laughs> and they're kind of fucked. You know, Doc, Doc shows up again to like fight Leslie, and of course, Doc loses. That's how it was to go. Yeah. And I love how Doug lame ass like I love her. You gotta go through me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I love her. Please dunk. Just slams his head against the wall, and, and <laughs> the legend of soft shell Jimmy continues. <laughs> He's concussed. If I don't. <laughs> I didn't know. I think it's like a degenerative head disease, where you just you just have soft shell crab skin. And you yes. Just, Look this up if there's a soft cell like gold <laughs> disease. I guess Mr. Glass, like that shit, whatever that shit is. Yeah. <laughs> just for the skull. Just just piece of the <laughs> Oh, he goes down hard, man. And she gets the fuck out as she's supposed to. And um now she unknowingly is like automatically falling exactly into the plan. Cause what's so funny is like that little slide out of the uh, you know, for the corn silo thing or whatever the fuck that thing is. That little slide takes you directly to the uh, weapon shed. And then that huh. takes you directly to the orchard. So unfortunately, instead of some rando kid falling out of the the, uh, the weapon area, it's poor Todd. Todd's uber dead, but she grabs herself an axe. And it's a chase. And she's like, I love how we get the I know what you did last summer uh, camera. When she started yelling, like, it's just you and me, Leslie. The camera's spinning around her. My brain also thought of, like, aliens, too, with the ripped tank top. And I was like, okay, so we're... Right, because she, she took off the... Right, she, she she took off the jacket to really go full Final Girl, which I thought was, like, yeah. hilarious. She didn't even realize she did it. And they're chasing through the woods and shit. And, um, like, they have a little... They have a quick fight, and uh, she bops him. And she drops the weapon, because, you know, oh. the, the head broke. Like, the head broke off, or whatever. The head flew off. That doesn't make any sense because it's like you literally just lost the metal piece of a baseball bat. Hit him with the baseball bat. Well, she had that like like that that dawned on her. She's like, wait a minute, I'm an idiot. So when she went back to get the thing back, Leslie was gone. <laughs> I was just like, oh, you dummy, you dummy. But we get the boss battle at the fucking apple press. He goes in with the uh, cider press and like she throws a hook at him. Uh, that was on a rope, and that works for 2.5 seconds, and they get to tussle. Wait, a hook on a rope just like in Black Christmas? Holy shit. <laughs> nice. You found it. it, was, it I found it, another I, one. I, I missed, yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, he takes it to the gut, and it, it gets a scuffling and shit. And it's a legitimate boss battle, bro. And he, It's like, here's what I got to ask you, bro. Mm. Do you think that Leslie stopped and was kind of waiting for her to do what he telegraphed? Yeah. Cause he was choking her, and he's just staring at her, and just choke, like kind of just not really choking her, but like just on her, mm-hmm. and he's just like staring at her, and he's like just he's just on top of her, and like the weapon is right there, and he's not even using it, and she takes it from him, from his back pocket. It's it's he he has to finish. He has to be. He <laughs> gets to be the happiest man in the life. He, <laughs> and like it doesn't. It's not the same unless she pegs him first. So like, oh, like so. <laughs> She she does it. She she uh, penetrates him <laughs> with the fucking weapon right in the yep. side and throws his head into the fucking uh, apple press. And um, she gets to cranking on that motherfucker, dude. And he has, he takes off the mask to like say some last words to her, which is pretty like, oh, what do you say to her? Taylor, I knew you were the one. 
Yeah. And the, and then she goes, the, the final head crack. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she loses it. She cries. It's dramatic. It's pretty dope. Um, uh, kudos to her, I guess. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Like, usually the whole burn the house down thing comes earlier, but she was just like, I got to burn all this down, like, immediately. I just killed a guy. I need to burn all this. And I was like, okay. So she, <laughs> she starts dousing the place with fucking gasoline and uh, sets that bitch ablaze and unnecessarily throws the axe handle in there. I don't know what that was about. But it's Doug and Doc are alive. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. I was like, it's all about just losing all the imagery, all the memories of this. Fair enough. Burn it all. So like, I was shocked that Doug lived. Doug, Doug, the Doug and Doc are alive as the place burns down. It's like dope. It's a, it's a dope little little nugget of a scene here. Because she's like crying and shit. She's like, he's like, what happened? Is he dead? She's like, I don't know. I don't know what he is. And like, <laughs> Doc is like, he's just a man. He's just a man. It's over, right? It's over. Hilarious. So, like, we get credits, right? But you know, of course, there's a little see, a uh, little closed uh, circuit television footage of a morgue. I'm like, yes. And they're playing Psycho Killer in the background. And I'm like, oh, they got royalties for this song. Good job, oh, man. You poor bastards. Such a good movie, and nobody knew about it. And um, you know, they wheel the body in. The guy's not paying attention. He's like doing whatever. And of course, Leslie's alive. So my I'm wondering, and I really believe that he rigged the Apple Press. I mean, as level preparedness as he was over everything else, why not? But he's like, he's, and, and then he's the flame retardant shit. He was just mental. Like, he just knew possibly that could happen. Yeah. So he's, he's, uh, he's probably fucked up. He's probably like, cause he looked crazy. Cause it was like black and white footage when he got like rose up. And they like, you know, as soon as like the credits are over, like we don't get to see him kill that guy, but we know we know he's dead. He's about to turn to him and get fucked up. But uh yeah, so we technically have a new guy that's out there now, and it's it's, it's officially Leslie uh, Vernon just out there just murdering folks with a hand scythe. The end. Fucking love this movie, man. <laughs> I really do. I really fucking do. I don't think I had any jokes. I think I'll just no, it's like it's a Tell, lot of just explaining. Telling the dope ass story. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, that's it. So it's tally time, but guy. Let's talk about how many just dumbasses just lambs to the slaughter. Let's get into our body count. That body count. That body count. Random ready savage. I counted eleven, but I think it might be twelve. Okay, okay. Um it's not bad numbers. It's, it's a pretty standard slasher movie number. So well played. I just, I, I enjoyed how it was meta, but then like, it, I just, I enjoyed the different film styles that were happening throughout the one film. It was just dope. And it still like surprised me, even though they were telegraphing everything. I thought it was dope. But um, let's get into our favorite subject, guys. The nudity. Let's get skin deep. It's about to get skin deep. Ladies and gentlemen, we only have one pair of boobs that were zoomed in aggressively. And I'm so sorry to the to, to the titty doubles. Like <laughs> Just man, that has to be awkward. Has to be awkward. But um I'm sure she was paid handsomely. I doubt it. It's a low budget film. 
So uh, 20 bucks in a Quiznos here's, sub. Here's your Lunchable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Whip him out. Let's <laughs> talk about our favorite character. Who is our shining star in this film? Let's talk about a Joe Grizzly recipient. Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Uh, Random Manny Savage, who's your Joe Grizzly? I went with Todd. Man, right there with you, bro. Yeah. Honestly, Todd was a fucking creep. He was. But the but sacrifice like, play. I liked the play. I was like, at least he tried. You know what? That's the, that's the kick he gets. You yeah, tried. He tried. <laughs> he tried. He tried to reason with him. But unfortunately, he took that mask off and had to look him dead in the eyes as he gets his fucking skull just dislocated from his fucking body. It was brutal. Brutal. Um, you know, of course, a shout out to uh, the guy that played Leslie uh, Leslie Vernon. God damn. <laughs> Close. <laughs> it's, it's too close. It's too close. I, I know. I, I know. I had one that slipped. I know I did. But uh, yeah, definitely. Shout out to uh, Nathan Basel, uh, the guy that uh, played the guy. He, he did an excellent job. Yeah, this was. I was well, well done. Well he did done. An awesome job. Because there were so many layers to that character, it was just dope. So like, he he definitely gets a honorary mention only. Be, but he's the like you know he's the premier character. But uh, it's final verdict time, guys. Knee pads and slippers. It's pretty obvious. I think is the point. What it means is if we truly enjoy this movie, we fall to the worship position, given the movie is just due. Or we think this movie is a family-style platter of ass. We give it a maximum of two hater slippers where we slide them on and just continue to be accomplices, finish the film, and get a Peabody Prize. Renner any Savage, knee pads or slippers? Uh, yeah, it's, it's close, but it's still going to get one knee pad. <laughs> Just, it's just like I'm. Ah, uh, it's you should watch this, and, and I would. I only watch this because well, I'm probably have to watch it again to catch all the stuff after it and all the little tidbits. But yeah, definitely should watch this. I, I'm a. I really trusted my instincts on the cover, and my my instincts usually are pretty good on like meh. But sometimes I'm completely wrong, and this is one of those instances where I'm completely wrong. But. It's still good. It was just, you know, with the documentary and the, it's still kind of choppy. Other than that, it's it's still good. But I'm that's the only reason it gets less than two knee pads. Just a, a full solid one knee pad. Okay, I I would uh I would recommend a second watch because you you'll see certain layers of how it's clear that he's like baiting them all into like being exactly what he wants to happen. Because right. uh, it, it's just a lot of he makes a lot of interesting choices uh throughout that and like i, I think um it's, it's getting two knee pads for me only because of like the level of movie this is and the amount of stuff you got from those actors during that is just pretty fucking cool and it's it's a pretty cool premise thing to where i feel like this movie along with the other two that i mentioned earlier like i feel like are the main reasons why we get better movies now horror wise mm. i feel like he's i feel like who, like these guys who did this are responsible for this because if you're if you're a horror fan, you know of this movie to some extent, and if you're like a like a big cinephile, you definitely seen this shit. And I feel like if anything, it was a love letter and a very hard uh, critique on like where things are going with certain shit to where like where, like, where they were lacking. And I feel like it helped. And like I, I gotta give it I gotta give it uh, two knee pads only only for the innovation of it and like nailing the execution, man. Because like I I was behind this guy and and I was torn when he was like killing people. I just I didn't know how to feel. Like I love that. I love that. Um, everything hinged on him. Everything hinged on Leslie. 
Yeah. Because if Leslie was trash, this wouldn't have worked. And like Taylor did a good job. Uh, the, the girl, the lady who played Taylor, did a damn good job too. But uh, and then like you, you were able to pull Zelda, uh, Kane, and fucking um, uh, Freddy, dude. Like, come on, man. Awesome. But with that said, guys, that's pretty much it, man. Um, you got any shout outs or anything you want to say, man, or recommendations? Um, no. I mean, you guys should definitely sign up for our Patreon because we're we'll talking about that next. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Shout out to everybody uh, who supports us, man, and like, you know, sticks with us. I had a. This is a. It happened three weeks ago this time. <laughs> I had a rant. A lot of you guys are very supportive of my rant on Instagram, and I appreciate your support. Thank y'all for that. But, you know, this is a weird nugget in time where we're like three weeks ahead, which is rare. But yep. uh, just thank you to everybody who supports us and supports the causes that we are behind because of the shit that we're into. And at the same time, y'all hang in there with all this crazy shit that's going on with um, the world right now. Y'all y'all deal with that as best as y'all can. Um, we love y'all. And shout out to Aaron Garcia for a excellent pick. Um, you guys have a good one.